0: What's up, guys? Rick here with my top five fades for this week's PGA Championship. Always a little scary to create this video during a major because there's so many great players here. We've got to find five to fade or five to at least consider fading so these clips always make me look silly Uh, keep in mind there are two live chats this week 3 p.m eastern time right here on the rick run good youtube channel that is the pga championship live chat all things ownership uh weather whatever you want to talk about that time is yours and then 8 15 p.m eastern time on the rick run good youtube channel that is also on wednesday for the jock market power hour that is uh one of the up-and-coming rising star fantasy sites out there it is uh it is stock market you can play not only wednesday night but also throughout the week as you can buy and sell shares of golfers all week long it's a ton of fun and especially in a field that is open as this one i think there is a lot of uh sentiment to be teeing it up this week over in the jock market but for now let's look at five golfers that i have varying levels of concern about Let's start with Kevin Na at $6,900, and I think the appeal around Kevin Na is uh, his short game is spectacular, and if you think this is going to turn into kind of a short game competition, then Kevin Na, who tends to pop and win golf tournaments, this would be a pretty good spot for him. Uh, I'm a bit more worried about that. You look at uh, how great his short game is, and it's almost a mirror image of how bad His ball striking is, you know, he has lost strokes in ball striking, which is off the tee plus approach for six straight events. And he's not losing a little bit. He's losing a lot. Um, He's hasn't gained strokes off the tee since the workday that was in February. He hasn't gained strokes on approach since the Genesis, also in February. And when you're constantly putting yourself behind the eight ball like that, I, I think you really You have to have a magical week. You know, he has to gain five strokes putting like he did at the Masters. He has to gain five strokes around the green like he did at the Valspar to even see the weekend. So it's it's an incredibly narrow path to victory. While Kevin Na has proven uh, a couple of times in the last few years, I think four wins in the last four years, that that narrow path, uh, it comes to fruition sometimes. I'm just willing to take the risk that this is not the week that that path comes to fruition. Patrick Cantlay, $9,000 on DraftKings. I feel like I'm breaking up uh, with all the loves of my life. I mean, we, we, we broke him, guys. He was uh, so highly regarded for the players championship. He was the best in so many categories for such a long time. Misses the cut at the players, misses the cut at the masters, misses the cut at the RBC heritage, uh, an 11th place finish at the, at, at Zurich with his partner. Uh, That's not really all that great. They were one of the favorites to win. And then he misses the cut at the Wells Fargo championship. It's shocking. Um, this is a stretch of golf we've never seen from Patrick Cantlay. He was one of the guys who's just been piling up historically uh, large cut percentages and now it's the opposite of that. Uh, the concerns are, uh, number one, the putter. He's lost strokes putting in, in six consecutive measured events uh, and losing a lot of them. We know he's been switching back and forth between the mallet style and the blade and trying to figure these things out. And then even more concerning, loses three strokes on approach at the Masters. He loses at the Heritage and he loses at the Wells Far Championship his last three starts, and he's lost strokes on approach in four of five. These are incredibly uncharacteristic things of Patrick Cantlay. So I assume we're going to get back to his baseline at some point, but it's usually not a quick uh, flip of the switch. We'll usually see it coming, especially when it's impacting both the short game and the long game. So for now, you know, there are certainly guys I like to be early on, might have to be late on Patrick Cantlay. This one pains me to say, but Sung Im, certainly some concerns, and I don't really know where to start. I mean, his his struggles with the approach game have, have dated back to the start of the, the calendar year. Since the Sony Open, he has lost strokes on approach in 8 of 11 starts, 8 of 12 starts, which is certainly concerning compared to what he did at the end of 2020 where he was a ball-striking machine. Maybe even more concerning is he's lost the driver a little bit. He's basically now an average driver of the golf ball. You know, he was a, almost dead average in each of his last two starts at the match play, also a zero. Uh, hasn't gained more than three strokes off the tee in any of his last five, which is surprising because in the five before that, he gained more than three strokes on off the tee in all of them, so it's it's a degradation of his driver. Also, the putter in the last two starts, he's lost strokes there. That's normally where he's a big time gainer. I'm just I'm just really worried. It, it I think he is one of the few guys that. If everything clicks, uh, he can contend. He, he did it at the November Masters. We saw that, but the, the metrics are not going in the right direction for Sung Im. I hope I'm wrong, uh, but that is not what I see for this week at the PGA Championship. Victor. Hovland, 31% ownership. Let's be very clear. There is no knock against Victor Hovland's game. Uh, absolutely zero. He's a top 10 machine. Uh, his around the green game, which people want to knock, has been better since the start of 2021. He's a zero around the greens. That's great for him. Both of his wins have come on past Pallum. I, I, I'm not concerned about the game of Victor Hovland. I'm concerned that as of right now, I am projecting him to be 31% owned, uh, 11% higher than the next highest owned golfer Uh, there is a case to be made that there is no golfer on the planet that you should be rostering at 31% especially at a major championship especially at a difficult one especially at a full field event like this I mean there were certainly there were certainly times uh, when Tiger was in his prime that I'd be happy to be on board with 30% ownership but uh, golf's a different game now and it's it's too volatile Uh, you look at some of the guys that are priced around him and you see names like Hideki Matsuyama, one hundred dollars more expensive, one tenth the ownership. Is Victor Avalon ten times as likely to win this golf tournament than Hideki Matsuyama? Absolutely not. Uh, this is just a massive number that uh, I, I think, you know, if you're trying to win a big GPP, if you're trying to win the Millie Maker. This is not the way I mean, even if he wins the golf tournament, uh, he won it for 31% of your closest friends. It's just it's a really tough game theory problem to solve, especially with the other guys around him that are just as likely to find success at a literal I I say fraction of the ownership a lot, a literal fraction of the ownership. So Victor, unfortunately, I bid you adieu. Good luck. I hope I'm wrong. If you win, that's great. But uh, I, I think it's probably incorrect to play him in a lot of situations. I was going to make this last spot Brooks, uh, but I thought that was, I don't want to say too easy, but I think I've made my my thoughts clear about Brooks. Um, so I'm going to save it for Bryson. And I think the last time I did this, he won the U.S. Open by five or six strokes. But I am concerned a little bit about what's going on with Bryson right now, and it's especially when you look at his price with with Speath less expensive with Roy McElroy. Uh, John Rahm and Justin Thomas kind of more expensive. I don't know how much incentive there is to get to Bryson. Um, And I think the biggest concern for me is the way that his approaches have gone. You know, he lost five strokes on approach at the Wells Fargo Championship. He was a loser again last week at the Byron Nelson. The short game, uh, he's lost in three of his last four. The putter, he has lost in three of his last four. Uh, These are all things that... I think Bryson can can fix quickly collectively. I just don't know if he can do it all in one week. Uh, so, so that's really the level of concern. His driver is absolutely phenomenal. We know he's one of the longest off the tee. But uh, being just a little bit off at Kiowa is a, a recipe for disaster. And I wonder if, if Bryson is not quite as dialed in as he would like to be. Because if you go back and start looking... You know The stretch of golf that he had uh, that essentially culminated in him winning the Rocket Mortgage last year and then even the way he played for his U.S. Open victory, uh, it, it was about the approach game. That That's where he lived and he was just giving himself so many looks at putts uh, and he was making enough of them to win golf tournaments and we're not seeing that same version of Bryson right now. So uh, he's going to have to fix that, uh, I think, if he's going to contend this week. I'm going to be, I don't think you can fully fade Bryson. I think that's a little bit too scary, but I'll be underweight on the field, which is actually, you know, not much. Uh, I'm currently projecting Bryson to come in like 6%. So you really, if you get, you know, two out of 20 lineups, you've got uh, more exposure to the field, one out of 20, and you're basically just underweight. So the good news is you don't have to uh, take too much of a stance on Bryson, but I think he is worth a second or third look in a deep dive of his metrics. There you go. My top five fades for this week's PGA Championship. Certainly, they're going to come back to bite me. Let me know which one uh, you think uh, will have me crying myself to sleep on Sunday evening. Tweet me at RickRungood or leave a comment below. Best of luck this week and I'll talk to you guys soon.